0: Welcome to Castles and Cryptids, where the castles are haunted and the cryptids are cryptic as fuck. I'm Alana. I'm Kelsey. (laughs) And today's episode 88, I just realized. I got very excited. (laughs) Well, as you now know, if you listened to last week's, the number eight is pretty uh, lucky in Asian culture. And that's I don't know if I mentioned this, but maybe that's why <laughs> I was born in 88 and it was the year of the dragon and they consider mm. the, dra- the year of the dragon pretty lucky. And I- and now I wonder if there's a correlation with it because of it being 80. Probably. I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. Do you know what your Chinese zodiac sign is? Is it, is it the the boar or the pig? I think it's Were the... you born in
1: 96? five yeah i believe right, it's uh, the boar my mom and i have the same one. Oh, that's cool mm-hmm. Oops, i'll double check yeah i think it's boar someplace the boar or something the pig, pig. Yeah, yeah yeah
0: okay yes
1: yeah. the pig
0: or sometimes translated as the boar <laughs> i know kidding. Pigs are my favorite, though. (laughs) They're very cute. They're little curly,
1: curly tails. Yes,
0: I actually love them. I usually say they're my second favorite animal because seals.
1: (laughs) I I love monkeys and sloths.
0: Oh, sloths are very interesting. (laughs) They're fun. They're fun. They're funky. Don't they have (laughs) lots of like... I don't know mosses and things growing yeah because like... they move so slowly skin or fur yeah <laughs> I would love to be
1: I would love to like come back or be reincarnated as an animal that either gets to hibernate and sleep for months on end <laughs> uh, or a sloth because I feel like that's how I want to spend my days or a panda oh, pandas God. seem pretty pretty great I'd love to be oh, a panda in a zoo, just like
0: just their general chubbiness does look very. And they <laughs> roll around.
1: They're just like bah, bah, bah. <laughs> so cute. That'd be fun. Yeah.
0: Um, what about? Do you remember in the? Okay, it was in the, the Magicians, the book series, the trilogy, mm-hmm. but probably maybe not the show, because I don't remember if they went on the big sea voyage in the show and then they wanted to take one of the animal representatives on the voyage and the only one that agreed to go was the sloth <laughs> so they stuck him down in the hold of the ship um it's because he wasn't going to bother anyone down there
1: <laughs> abigail um yes yes I,
0: abigail.
1: <laughs> I think in the show they went on the voyage but i don't remember the sloth going probably not yeah it was a pretty
0: good show though i don't know if you guys have graduated on from the Harry Potter, it is the magical university.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I still Apparently. love like season one holds a very special place in my heart, and then yeah, I feel like season two is like I like like fifty percent <laughs> as much, and then every <laughs> like after that, it kind of I don't know more and more,
0: and I disliked it. Yeah, I would but... say it, it was one of those that veers off from the books yeah, a bit a too. So then you're like, if you love the books and you're trying to go, well, can I accept the show for what it is? <laughs> yeah. And that stuff too. So yeah, I could see that, but it's it's worth watching. Mm hmm. But anyway, what are you guys watching these days to get through the dullness of January? <laughs>
1: Right.
0: I, I mean, you're listening to the right things, obviously. Yeah. Listening <laughs> to us. Oh, and I always forget to say this because there's new people that could join any time, any episode. Yeah. If you're new, welcome. <laughs> you right. know, so you you're in for some um creepiness today, as usual. Probably some crypticness. <laughs> yeah. And clearly some television and or movie tangents.
1: <laughs> yeah, if you want some quick recommendations, I mean, <laughs> uh, I watched
0: Bullet Train. Oh, that was good. We did just guys... talked about frickin' Knives Out in the last intro. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys or... watch it on Amazon? Too. last, last.
1: Too. Did you watch it on Amazon or did you guys...
0: Yeah, we didn't go to the theaters or anything like yeah.
1: that. So,
0: yeah.
1: kind of ticked me off, because every time they were speaking English, Amazon didn't mm-hmm. have any subtitles. And I had previously downloaded that movie. Oh. And after I watched it on Amazon, I was like, I feel like I missed something for half this movie, because there was a lot, quite a bit of dialogue like that's in other languages. And I go into my one that's downloaded, Okay. That somebody did, and it has all the subtitles in it in all the languages. And I'm like, okay, I feel like I need to rewatch this movie Whoa. and actually understand all of the dialogue. So you're actually supposed so you to know the what the oh. I don't know. I think it's Amazon hmm. like dropped the ball on putting the subtitles in. But
0: That does happen sometimes though, yeah. doesn't it? Like <sighs> is that just me or doesn't it happen on occasion and you're like looking for the subtitles and then they're just not there and you're like oh I guess we're just supposed yeah. to be kind of in the dark here yeah because there's so a few weird. times where they
1: intentionally wear for a few scenes like you aren't supposed to know what they're saying in like a different yeah. language I can but see that, that for a few I felt like again. there was just too much overall for that to be going on um yeah so when I was like done watching it I started, like, Googling, and then was like, I'm just gonna click, click through, like, towards the end of the one that I downloaded illegally, and I was like, oh, there's the <laughs> subtitles, and I, like, rewatched one of the scenes, I was like, that makes a lot more sense now, and then I was, like, kind of like, fuck huh. you, Amazon, like, why couldn't you put the subtitles in there?
0: I'm gonna literally have to ask Pat, because yeah. he is a much better memory when it comes to movies than I do, yeah. so like i don't remember being super confused but i also can't visibly remember if i, I could see the subtitles or not
1: yeah yeah because i couldn't there Cause... was no su- like there was subtitles for all the english parts like there was subtitles for all of that but then there was no all subtitles english. when english yeah oh. when they're speaking english like they're I okay that's not there subtitles normal, for though. that and then there was no subtitles when they're speaking in the other languages it wasn't translated so oh, I was like oh wow. that seems
0: like a weird glitch yeah yeah
1: yeah so i was disappointed in that because
0: because you I don't like... get the english yeah. subtitles unless someone has a a thick accent like for example i was recently um listening to the the bella's podcast which is a a, a couple of twins actually that are Mm -hmm. that were wrestlers (laughs) and yeah yeah, and so they're they had a little reality show that was like following them in their like personal life and stuff it was a spin-off of like a bunch of the the girl wrestlers or whatever and one of the twins her boyfriend is russian and he was like oh i started taking some speech stuff he was like i was really kind of disappointed to see that like i had subtitles because of my accent and he's like he has a Um, like a russian accent but like i think you know it's cute and obviously it's i don't think it's that hard to understand and he was like very self-conscious because they had given him subtitles when he was speaking english oh i was like see most most things when you
1: click into subtitles it'll do subtitles for everything which i like
0: because right but this one was like only doing it for him because yeah, he had a Russian accent good. as if people could just couldn't possibly understand what he was saying wow <laughs> so, that's like, brutal right
1: like
0: <laughs> thanks e-network or whatever no <laughs> in reality <laughs> Anyway, that's clearly my r- guilty reality show pleasure. But also, I've been watching a lot of The Great Canadian Bake Off. Oh, Don't my I God, add? yes. Yeah, <laughs> as soon as see- a season comes out of that show, I've watched it. Really? Really? I hadn't seen a lot of the back ones, so I'm like watching like season two, and there's a girl from like just outside of the city here. Yeah. She's from like Duke. and I'm like oh, almost every you're season amazing.
1: has one person that's either like from Edmonton, from Alberta, or from Calgary every
0: season. Yeah, I feel like yeah. there's at least two from Alberta this season. They're good. I love mm-hmm. that show.
1: Like when okay, Cominster's I like this season's
0: hit. Dan and Dan Levy's yeah. the um host this season or one of them which is yeah. good cuz a lot of the new hosts i didn't like as much but yeah um, ranting they yeah. aren't
1: quite as like funny <laughs> but they're okay i like yeah. i like the I people only... enough in it and like yeah. the people sharing like family recipes and i don't know i i lay oh. on my couch and i go look at their beautiful like tarts and mini cake and I'm just like oh those look so beautiful it's it's my feel-good show when I when I was sick and everything like the last two times I've been really really sick is like the times (laughs) we released a new season so I just laid on my couch for like 10 hours straight and was like
0: great Canadian show (laughs) (laughs) I think it's a lot of people's guilty pleasure I listened to another podcast where they like talk about watching like the I think it's more like maybe the Great British Bake Off. But, like, I know that people watch these things. They do. There's (laughs) one
1: where they have, like, celebrity comedians that come on that are trying to bake. And then Mm. if they win, they almost always, like, donate the money to charity or something.
0: Yeah, okay. I've seen a couple one-offs.
1: Yeah, it has, like, a similar kind of name to the Great Canadian. Is it Great British Bake Off or something? That is another
0: one. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Damn so <laughs> cute I don't Reality
1: know I just shows. like it it's like watching nailed it and you know they're super stressed and they're freaking out and it's gonna look terrible but when they go nailed it the thing falls and it just looks like garbage and Nicole buyer just bursts out laughing and goes oh my god like what is that uh that would
0: yeah that would be me if i tried to attempt anything that was like the caliber of the great canadian or the british bake-off or whatever it would just be like no nope you don't know what you're doing with fucking what is it marzipan and oh what is that other one that they use to mold everything fondant
1: yeah (laughs) modeling chocolate and rice crispy squares let's go oh (laughs) god
0: they can make anything out of that shit (sighs) oh okay I derailed it I'm sorry
1: (laughs) yeah so fun though (laughs) feel good shows are definitely my cooking shows oh
0: yeah they they're good good to fall asleep to. I put some on last night yeah even though I had started another show recently I was like that'll be keeping me up too much (laughs) yeah um but uh Wait, what are we talking about this week? It's still creepy twins, right? <laughs> yeah, mine's not all that
1: creepy. I had yeah. kind of mentioned it before. I had a bit of a problem finding like creepy twins. Uh,
0: <laughs> it may have been my suggestion, this idea.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So mine's probably more true crimey, but it still involves twins.
0: That <gasps> yeah. I mean, Mine has yeah. elements of true crime. <gasps> yeah. Damn. Well, I mean, a lot of the shit you get if you type in creepy twins is like the Shining Twins anyway. Yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> I knew there was like a few cases like that could fall into bizarre or, you know, creepy or crimey or whatever. Unexplained. Yeah. Um like the the silent twins, which neither of us are covering, I don't think. No. No. But yeah. That's probably one of the only ones that other ones that was like famous top of mind to me, were, they like we're just very codependent and like only talk to each other and kind of yeah, develop their own creepy. language and Yeah. Just it was it was over and above the normal twin bond <laughs> mm-hmm. where they were like, I can't live you know in society without you so yeah then you then you got to get into like what is this is it paranormal is it mental illness so I think Mm -hmm. I guess that's where we're going today
1: (laughs) yeah we'll see I don't really have a like judgment I guess on whether I think this is probably drug addiction and then maybe some mental illness but Interesting. I don't know. I unfortunately don't have a lot of details about, like, home life growing up or circumstances, I guess.
0: Oh, same. Same. Mine's like a psychotic incident. (laughs) Yeah. So that's great.
1: (laughs) Um, Mine's a lifetime, I guess. Or at least 20-some years of behavior. Oh my um, god, okay. Yeah. Okay,
0: okay. Um well shall we get into it? Yeah. <laughs> I... A lifetime. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm or scared. guess two lifetimes.
1: Cause they're twins.
0: Yeah. Uh <laughs> in twin years, that's yeah. eight hundred. Or no. Because <laughs> we lived for four hundred years. <laughs> sure we do <laughs> i'm optimistic um 200 so
1: i'm gonna be talking about identical twins robert and Stephen spahalski spahalski i think i didn't look up how to pronounce their name i forgot to uh
0: but i may have one like that, yeah.
1: They, <laughs> uh, through their lives, both committed a few similar murders and even spent some time in the same prison. Um, oh, yeah, well, but they that's did really different. They weren't really <laughs> in contact with each other during this time, so they really only heard about each other through like them being in the same prison or. Through like their different arrests, it would kind of come back to them, and be like, "Hey, your brother's arrested. Hey, he's in this prison for doing this now." Like, kind of thing. Okay. They weren't like communication with each other,
0: and really, anyway, right? As far as could tell. Okay, no, and that's even weirder though, because like if you hear about twins, you know that like. You know, marry the woman with the yeah. same name or whatever. When they don't grow up together, you're like, that's weird enough. But then murders,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so <laughs> they were born in 1955, and they grew up in Elmira, New York, in the 1960s. And Ooh. it did say that the two shared was described as a strong twin bond. Said that they always seemed okay. to know where the other was and what they were doing.
0: Um, so they did grow so they, up together. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Grew up with their parents. And they both like to party a whole lot. And
0: like to party. We like to party. We like to party. We... <laughs> okay. I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> uh yeah, so they like to party. There's gonna be a lot of like drunken. <laughs> um and then it also said that they were both pretty gifted in gymnastics uh it didn't okay. talk about like anything that they did when they were younger involved in that just that they were involved in gymnastics i guess all right um about the only other fit- good <laughs> yeah they could do some
0: flips and cartwheels very flexible (laughs) yeah Uh, i like gymnastics though i was in that for a few years as a kid like if you're gonna have to do something you're if your parents uh, gonna put you into something i'd rather that than like piano
1: (laughs) yeah
0: i never took it
1: but i guess i I mean i'm like a soccer team though so that was probably my (laughs) extracurricular activity (laughs)
0: Did they never take you in, like, a school trip, though, or something, where at least you get to go and, you know, try oh, the trampoline? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. did that, I think, once. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, we should go to one of those trampoline places here if they have them. <laughs> they do. There used to be one near,
1: pretty close to my house, but I don't oh, know if really? it's there anymore. It was a number of years ago. Okay. Yeah. Um, about one of the only other things I have about their family life was just that their parents divorced when they were 12. Uh, and at that time they were raised and stayed with their mom. So their dad, I guess, is gone. Do they have other, other siblings? I don't think so. Uh, if they do, it was never talked about from what I could find. Yeah. Hopefully not then. (laughs)
0: Those poor other overshadowed siblings.
1: <laughs> so Stephen Spahalski, he was—I just have in the very beginning. I have his name, and then just killed first. Uh so in like,
0: oh he, as in yeah, he, he
1: killed first. He killed first. Yeah. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <No. laughs> um. So Stephen, in 1971 in Elmira, he had snuck up behind a store owner named ronald ripley who was 48 and he hit him over the head with a hammer like a bunch of times and then uh basically after that i don't think it was with the hammer it might have been a different weapon he then also stabbed him a bunch and it said he'd stabbed him to death oh my so, god like pretty vicious attack um, this is according like, to newspapers. Like, hammer in
0: one hand, knife yeah. in the other. Yeah, that's
1: according oh, to God. newspapers at the time. And in 1971, the twins were only 15. Uh, so, like, Stephen committed the first kill at
0: age 15. Oh. Yeah. That's getting started young. hmm <laughs> Yeah, pretty early.
1: and. Jeez. Uh, Stephen confessed quickly when police finally located him and newspapers at the time wrote that he had a twin brother in Chemung County Jail that was already in jail on a parole violation, Um, which we'll get to, but it was like different crimes. (laughs) It wasn't like murder related yet for Robert, but he was already in jail on parole violations at 15
0: as well. Oh lovely, <laughs> yeah, they're they're going great. Uh, the district I mean, <laughs> troubled teens—we all have them, don't we?
2: <laughs>
1: uh, the district attorney Ranson Reynolds Jr. said that, uh, Stephan admitted to killing Ripley because he made what was described as unwanted homosexual advances on him.
0: <sighs> um, Not the so fucking he- gay panic defense or whatever. Yeah, oh he is saying that's what happened. So oh.
1: uh Steven was convicted of manslaughter and was able to escape life in prison. He wasn't committed to life in prison because he was still oh. a minor. He was just fifteen at the time. And I think well, it said how he was, old was this
0: other person I Forty eight. He's forty-eight. That's yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he was
1: convicted at like 17, I guess by like the time they did it I think I read.
0: And he either overpowered this 48 year old well, like he, in a rage
1: No, he snuck up behind him Oh right, he snuck yeah. up. like Because of course, because yeah. he's gonna take a cheap shot. And then just started cause... like yeah, whacking him on the head with a hammer
0: Ugh. which
1: would incapacitate anybody
0: God damn it yeah, It's
1: hammer time. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, he said as to his motives that he didn't... This was like a article thing. I think one of the newspapers talked to him. Okay. Um, He said he didn't want to talk on it and said, quote, If I kill someone, I kill them for a reason. That's all I know.
0: Um, okay, good. Yeah. I'm glad you know that there's a reason. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad it's probably not a good enough reason for anyone else. Yeah. Jeez.
1: It. The sources also then went on to say that Stephen spent most of the rest of his life serving sentences for lesser crimes like robbery, kidnappings, and parole violations. Have no details about robberies or kidnappings. Um, oh. Or I guess I have... I might have details about a robbery, but no kidnappings or parole, Wiley. He's a busy
0: guy, I take
1: Yeah. (laughs) They're both pretty busy because, well, Stephen's been doing this whole thing. Uh, That brings us to Robert, who is doing a lot more stuff than his brother.
0: He wouldn't want to be outshined.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Robert had problems at school. And one of the sources said at one point he set a fire at school. I was able to find more information. There was a cool, like, life event thing that some university put together. What was this? Mm. What is it? Uh, the timeline put together by the Department of Psychology at Radford University. Um, they, like, put through a timeline of like robert's life because he did a lot more stuff um,
2: oh my
0: god yeah so <laughs> yeah that's I... either a really good thing that there's a timeline of your life or a really bad thing <laughs> <Right>?
1: <laughs> um i'm gonna try and find on their timeline because it's just like a little like infographic kind of thing oh okay so like 15. those are fun so yeah they're born in like 1954 1955 uh, in July of 1971, Robert is charged with unauthorized use of a motor vehicle after being stopped by police. The next month, he's charged with felony arson after police say he set a fire. He set fire to a stage curtain and flag at a uh, school. So I believe that's the fire they were talking about. Oh my God! Okay um a couple months later still in 1971 he's ordered to serve 15 weekends in jail after he pleads guilty to unauthorized use of the stolen vehicle from july um okay it's then that ronald ripley is found murdered by his brother uh, steven who later confesses the next month uh, Stephen pleads or Robert pleads guilty to criminal trespassing charge after he returns to a business in town when he knew he wasn't
0: allowed on the premises. Um, oh, okay, yeah. So they're getting for a bunch of little shit now. Yeah. So there's...
1: I think that's... Oh... Uh, at 19, he was found guilty of taking about $3,000 in cash and equipment from a music store in town and was sentenced up to five years in prison. So I think that's 1973. That brings me to that should be about when this one is. Yeah, I think so. Um. So after Robert's release from prison for parole violation and shortly after Stephen murdered Ripley... Robert was in and out of various correctional facilities and even the same ones as uh, Stefan was in. So sometimes they were in the same one and they like saw each other, but other than that they didn't really have contact as far as I could tell. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Hey during, bro. <laughs> right? During one of the times they were incarcerated together, I guess it was they couldn't tell them apart because they're identical twins. Um... So okay, okay. one of the twins <laughs> uh planned an elaborate jailbreak. They had built a hidden compartment in an old US Army truck that some of the inmates were servicing. Probably as part of like a labor works.
0: Um, oh, weird.
1: Yeah, so they built this kind of hidden compartment and one of the twins hid inside. Well, it was supposed to leave the facility along with another inmate. So they didn't plan this together, just like one of the twins did. But to this day, they don't actually know which twin, like, did it, I guess. Because they can't tell them apart at prison. It's kind of funny. Um, And he
0: didn't succeed. No, it never left the premises.
1: Yeah, they didn't get out of, like, the actual,
0: I guess, fenced-in facility. Um, Well, it's a better plan than what is it going out through the shit tunnels the sewers (laughs) (laughs) is that what Um, anyway we were just I mean it works in Shawshank well we were just talking about that because I was saying to Pat I don't know what movies we're gonna watch on movie night when Kelsey's here but I told her that I've never seen Shawshank I will watch it
1: in all my happiness beside you while we watch one of the most depressing movies in the world.
0: Well, because I made you watch Lebowski, and I was like, it's one of those classics you gotta see before you die. And you were like, you've never seen Shawshank. And I was like, I guess probably not in its entirety. (laughs) Yeah, great movie. (laughs) Um, I know that it didn't stink like shit in the sewers because they had like chocolate wafers or something. So I'm like, I feel like I know all about it. I just still haven't quite seen uh, it. it. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's a
1: good one. All right. Well, we might be doing that. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm. yeah so this is like great elaborate jailbreak they're trying to do. Right. Um, the correctional <laughs> officials didn't know which one, which of the twins it was, and they weren't able to ever figure it out, even though Stefan insisted that it was Robert, um, because they- Of course he did. <laughs> yeah, because they could never confirm who it was that actually did it. They were both oh thrown God. into solitary. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, just to be sure it <sighs> said. It did have Seems like- lazy. <laughs> In the little timeline thing, it did have a little bit more information. It said they hid in the false bottom of the truck that was being sent to a government facility. Uh, Prison officials had reason to believe that one of the twins was in the truck, but he evaded officers when he ran into a vocational auto body shop at the prison where both brothers worked. So...
0: Yeah, they didn't oh, make it off the premises, so and officers couldn't prove. they at the prove. auto body shop. That's why they yeah, were. That's working why they were working on the... the truck. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah.
1: So they because they both worked there, they didn't know like who had
0: built whatever in the truck. That's and so stuff. funny. That's like the there's um players that were on the Vancouver Canucks hockey team, which mm-hmm. is, if anyone cares to know, Pat's second favorite hockey team after the Edmonton <laughs> Oilers. Duh, we're in Edmonton, but the Sadines, yeah, they're so hard to tell apart. Like they have different numbers, but like, yeah, whenever like they would, one of them would skate by and they would do a close up. I'm like, which one is that? I have no idea. Like they're like the (laughs) Weasley twins. In fact, they were redheads, (laughs) but they're Swedish, yeah, (laughs) or whatever. But yeah, they were so hard. Like, but you think after a while, like those type of you know, the coaches and the other players, they would be able to probably tell them apart. Oh, yeah. Because once you get to know twins, I think it is easier. Yeah, when you look at pictures, I really
1: only found one picture of them. And it, I think it's like mugshots. And they, they must have been taken like, within a couple years of each other because Mm -hmm. other than the facial hair and the like haircut and I think one of them has glasses the other one doesn't they are like identical oh wow it's pretty wild like they have the same like facial structure one of them I think it says like one of them weighs less so like his face is like a little bit thinner and stuff but yeah definitely yeah
0: it's well it's crazy how it's like those minute details that are Mm -hmm. what it takes to tell identical twins apart and stuff yeah crazy uh
1: it did say that one of the or the second last time robert was in prison this is kind of jumping ahead uh was at an attica maximum security prison so there was like Mm. a big riot there
0: um oh no get
1: into it but it's yeah it's like that um attica prison riot He was there for two years from 1987 to 1989, and once Robert was released, it said he worked as a hustler and allegedly
0: became addicted to crack. Crack! Yeah. Also, 87 to 89. That includes 88.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. It does. (laughs)
0: Well, and that's also not just because I love 88, but that's cause this time it's the number of the episode. <laughs> oh yeah. I've been like seeing so many numbers lately. I don't know if it's because we did the the episode that probably you know, peak beside the curtain came out today. Uh, the unlucky numbers, but I've been like so noticing all the eleven elevens and all those kind of numbers. It's probably like, just because you're more aware of it. <laughs> right. Yeah. But isn't it fun? Yeah, it's (laughs) alright. Shut up. It's (laughs) alright. In 1990,
1: when the twins were 35, this is when Robert killed for the first time. And it said he continued basically until he was arrested again. He had quite the, we would call it a spree, but yeah, he got away a number of years without them oh, really? figuring out. Yeah. Who'd he kill in ninety-five? In nineteen ninety, uh there's Maureen oh. Armstrong, who was a sex worker that was working in Rochester, New York. And oh. she was found dead in her apartment by police on December thirty-first, nineteen ninety. And Damn. It said that she was wearing just one of her socks. I don't know if that's the only clothing she had on. Wow. But she was when she was found, she had electrical cords, multiple electrical cords that were wrapped around her neck. So she had been like strangled. Oh no. Yeah. Probably and, sexually
0: assaulted then, especially if she was only only wearing a sock, if that's the case.
1: Yeah. Ugh. Uh, Robert had allegedly hung around the scene and even spoke to police during the investigation where he had identified himself to them as being Maureen's friend. So, I mean, he was... Oh. Yeah, he wasn't but... hiding very good, so they at least talked oh. to him.
0: Yeah, well, those damn cocky murderers always want to come back to the scene. So gross. Yeah uh then
1: uh, about seven months later robert's girlfriend adrian berger she was found dead in her apartment in rochester new york it said that there was like flies everywhere like on the windows and stuff and that neighbors Hmm. like noticed it and there was also a strong smell that they could smell even from outside the building which started leading to complaints so then after oh the complaints God. happened, her body was discovered.
0: And... I guess so. Yeah, it had a been body, a... it's a demonic possession with that many flies.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty gross. Yeah. Uh, I guess the body um, was so degraded after rotting and there was like a big heat wave in New York. And New York gets fucking hot. Um,
0: yeah. It's a muggy. huge
1: heat wave in the apartment that the body was in and it was there for like multiple days and it was so degraded that no cause of death could ever be determined so because oh, of this i think they ruled shit. it as like at least semi suspicious
0: good uh,
1: so they were questioning people uh they did discover that her car had been moved after her death and had been moved and parked a few blocks away so that neighbors would think she was away and like it was oh, really near. Yeah.
0: Wow, he was trying to be pretty thorough then.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Authorities Hmm. did finally figure out Robert was in a relationship with her, because that was his girlfriend, and they did question him. Without anything, though, to link him to her actual death, he was let go. Um, Yeah, because they couldn't even prove, like, her cause of death, so they couldn't prove it was murder or anything. And where did they it's find like, her again? Sorry. In, in her apartment.
0: Okay, but he didn't live there. Must I don't not think have. so. Oh, that really sucks. Mm-hmm. That really messes up with their timeline and everything like that. I hate that. <laughs> so according
1: to court documents and everything, he was later convicted of her murder, but that's after he was like arrested for some other stuff oh um so that same year 19 yeah this would be 1991 robert killed his only male victim charles grand uh who he beat to death with a hammer just like his brother steven had done to ripley 20 years before exactly 20 years before 20 years before now yeah because this is
0: 1991 Sorry. I must have yeah. lost track of the timeline. I'm sorry. <laughs> I need the infographic! No. <laughs> oh, it's
1: not very helpful. It's only just about Robert. Oh, okay. <laughs> God um, damn.
0: So how old is he at this point? I'm. Do you know? They'd be... They were born hmm, in what year? Yeah, they'd be
1: 35. 35?
0: 36? Okay. So the one yeah. started at like Fifteen. Fifteen. <laughs> okay. I remember the fifteen. That was young. That did seem really young. Yeah. But, damn. It's so weird that the next one doesn't do something to like, 20, twenty years later? Like, what the fuck? Well, he, this is the
1: third victim. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so... Charles was killed in Webster, New York, and it said at this time that Robert was selling his body on the street, like, in the area, and that him and Charles Grant had gotten to a dispute over payment, and that's why he had killed him. Which seems kind of strange. Yeah. Uh, And then following this, like... Charles murder uh during the next 10 years as far as records show Robert laid low he didn't really do anything other than sell drugs uh continued to be an addict and had contracted HIV
0: oh no yeah (laughs)
1: living a hard life uh And, like, all through this whole time, the brother Stephen was still serving his 30 year prison sentence that had started back in 1979. Um, It was actually for an armed robbery conviction. So, there's like no details about that. I'm like, I wish I had details about some of their other crimes.
0: Okay. Yeah. He's serving 30 years for that one? 30 years for an armed
1: robbery conviction even yeah, though he killed somebody. So, so he had been like released from prison for killing that guy <laughs> 20 years before. And now he's serving
0: time for armed robbery. Mm. Okay. Okay. So yeah. it is a bit cumula- cumulative then if this yeah. is your second major offense, but yeah, yeah, it still sounds, it sounds weird. It sounds like you should get yeah. way more for yeah murder yeah. than robbery.
1: Because <laughs> he was a minor. He didn't get very much.
0: Uh, So in
1: 2005, Robert ended up striking again, uh, reported that Robert had smoked too much crack, and he says that he had a vision of his friend Vivian Irazari, who he said he saw her turning into a demon, which told him or something that it needed to be vanquished. So oh my god. Yeah, Robert then decides to attack Vivian and he strangles her to death. Which <sighs> is just terrible because that's, like, your friend.
0: Like, yeah. yeah, complete psychosis, psychotic breakdown, like, wow. Yeah. Totally um, delusional.
1: Yeah. After she was after he, like, knew she was dead, it said that he bathed her body for some reason and then put it in the basement <sighs> where it was cooler um, and basically just left her body there. Uh, he later said that he visited her body from time to time and said that he would cry or apologize, like, to it. He would cry over it and, like, apologize for killing her. Oh, my gosh. Yeah.
0: Yeah, okay. So he feels some sort of remorse. Right.
1: Yeah. Weird. And yeah. your weird drug hallucinations.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So um after this, Stefan uh Stefan, the brother, he's still in prison other other brother's still in prison. He told reporters <laughs> that same year that he had also communicated with his only victim Ripley after he had killed him um which is like a tie-in to like his brother Robert doing the same kind of thing later with Vivian um and like crying over her body and stuff so Stephen said that he would talk to Ripley and this quote makes absolutely no sense um he said he's deceased but I do business afterwards with him through a computer his papers are in order with me. He, he don't owe me nothing. He's trying to get me, Ronald Ripley. But I already did business with him, Stephen told the outlet. Like, what does that even mean? What? Yeah. <laughs> I have
0: no idea. Am I... Have you, I don't... This doesn't have anything to do with it, really. But there's that show now that's called Ghosts. That's based off a UK show and it's like oh, the girl yeah. inherits an old house and she could see all the ghosts in there. Yeah. I'm like, even that when you're talking to like 20 ghosts, it like makes more sense than I, I don't that understand quote. what he was. Going I know. For. I have no idea. Um The ghost forgives me. <laughs> like, wait, what? Is that what you're trying to say?
1: No maybe i have no idea (laughs) so just days after robert had strangled vivian he so and like kind of talked to her body just for a few days i don't know if he was like hanging around her place when this was happening or what he does end up looking into a rochester public safety building um which they said was similar to like a police building Mm, probably not quite Um, And he ended up confessing to murdering her. And they did go in and find her body. And during this time, Robert then confessed to three additional murders as well that they, like, weren't ever going to link to him, probably.
0: Oh, wow. Um, He just offered them up.
1: Yeah, he wanted to confess and tell them everything. Wow. Um, I think I just have to look at the Yeah, there's, like, a couple other things about, like, him in the meantime. He had, like, robbed a few different stores, had a couple, like, aggravated assault kind of cases. Yeah.
0: Doesn't Uh, compare uh, to his other escapades.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, finally, in 2006, uh, Robert, who was, or I guess the twins, both at that time, were 52... Uh, Robert was then convicted and sentenced to four consecutive 25 uh, year-to-life sentences, one for each wow. of the murders. So, like, 25 to life for each of them, like,
0: oh, in a row. And so,
1: basically, a had... hundred years he was sentenced to prison for.
0: Oh, so like. he had five total? Four. Four. Sorry. Yeah.
1: <laughs> wow. And, um... Yeah, so Robert's now the one that's in prison again. And Stefan hears about Robert's killings, uh, and which is kind of crazy. He, like, didn't know his brother was doing this. Again, they weren't really in contact. Um, okay, right. So he was talking, there was an interview with the newspaper while he was in prison, where he said, quote, I thought I was the only murderer in the family. <sighs> uh, he said to the interviewer, a guard at the Attica Correctional Facility had apparently handed Stefan a news clipping reporting that his twin had confessed to four murders. Uh, quote, he'll never see the streets again. He's gone. Stefan said, it's like, yeah, he is. Okay.
0: Like, he killed four people. Yeah, sorry, that was just a lot to unpack there. <laughs>
1: Uh, Stefan was set to be released around that time, like 2006, for good behavior, but he ended up not getting out until years later in 2009, after his full 30-year sentence
0: had been served. Wow. hmm Yeah. That's... I mean, it happens. Yeah. Like, a lot of times you don't like, get out early for good behavior or whatever. Yeah. Uh... So
1: this happened. Uh, so he was out, and then just six months later, um, he had tried to rob a bank. And this, <laughs> we we can talk after about- after he was in
0: jail for thirty years. We'll
1: talk about it. It's a running theme in the Shawshank Redemption, <laughs> and it's called institutionalized or institutionalization. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So he like, had been still in used jail, to prison life. Mm-hmm. you've yeah. been in jail oh. for 30 years so he was out they for six months and yeah. it's likely he wanted to go back because in this like bank robbery he committed he had handed a uh, a bank teller basically a note that was just demanding money and then didn't do anything else he like turned around sat down and just waited for them to call the police and the police to arrive like he didn't try to leave he didn't try to actually get the money nothing he basically oh just handed God. the note so that she would call the police or they would call the police.
0: Yeah. That's so hard for me to understand in a way. But yeah, I I definitely have heard about that. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah. So they there is like kind of psychologists and stuff that believe after spending 30 years in prison, he was pretty institutionalized. And he had probably just wanted to go back because he was unfamiliar with the outside world. And because of this attempted armed robbery, however, Stefan was only sentenced to just 30 or 300 days for the attempted bank robbery. So Um, not even a whole year.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, that's like a slap on the wrist.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um... Yeah, I only have a tiny bit left. Uh, the only really update I could find was that uh, Stefan was released from prison again in 2016 uh, and he had been living in a halfway house um, and that he during this his prison interview that he had conducted at some point he didn't try to speculate on what his twins possible motives for killing four people was and saying that he didn't know what Like, I don't know what made him do that.
0: I mean, fair. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You can't Um, can't really expect to know, especially if they're not close, I guess. Yeah.
2: Hmm.
1: Um, There was a true crime writer. This was from 585 Magazine, I think. It was like a true crime writer. He was writing for his book, and I think he was talking to... Um, Robert as kind of a pen pal um, um. for like part of the book I guess he had this kind of correspondence while he was serving out his prison sentence and at one point he asked Robert uh, how he learned to kill and then according to Benson Robert said that he started as a teenager which we don't have proof of other than like not at least on people But Robert claims that he took his father's favorite pig. So apparently they had a pig. (gasps) And he like, he shot like the pig in the head and killed it. And then said that his dad was really angry with him. That he shot his dad's favorite pig with a gun. And then it says Benson asked Robert, uh, yeah, if his father was angry when he did it. Or if he was angry with his father when he did it. So, like, what could your motive possibly be? And Robert said, no, I wasn't angry. I felt like pork chops. And, like, that's <gasps> all he said. So, like, he had, like, absolutely no empathy. It's like, the animal nothing. Yeah. It's like, I felt like pork chops, so I shot it in the head. Like. That, like, reminds so me
0: so much of fucking Robert Picton's parents. They, like, mm-hmm. killed his was I can't remember if it was a pig or a because well, they had a pig farm so yeah wasn't it his yeah. favorite pig or something and they killed it he just came home one day after school and his mom was like oh go check out up in the barn like some yeah. kind of psychopath and they had killed his favorite fucking animal that he had like named and shit Jeez. if I remember correctly ugh what is wrong with people
1: <laughs> yeah It was like, I feel like Robert's a little... Well, they're both a little fucked. I mean, they both killed at least one person, so...
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, so was Robert Picton. He killed almost fucking 50. (laughs) Yeah. But um, that was his parents that did that shit to him. Damn. Yeah. This is messed up. Yeah, so not
1: very creepy, but I mean, weird that, like, they weren't really in contact and they were only hearing about it after the fact.
0: Like. Yeah, because you hear about the psychic twin shit where they're like, yeah. oh, I'm miles away and they like feel each other pain or something. It's usually a lot more like innocent. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like, like I felt your murderous me. rage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you were killing someone? I was killing someone later. Just like, you know, like I just imitated you. I just, I felt the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. A little strange. Um, yeah, it is. It's a... It's a gross parallel. <laughs> like, yeah. I've never heard of those people. It's I hadn't
1: like... either. They came up on one of the lists, and I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Like, there's yeah. been a few times where, like, brothers or family members have both ended up being, like, mm-hmm. murderers or whatever. So
0: True. Or... Yeah. Unfortunately, when like parents are so bad that the kids take it up and you're like, no,
1: you should yeah. have gone the
0: other way. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, Become crazy. a nun. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Don't perpetuate this. But it is. Yeah. Definitely. It's hard to run away from if mental illness or abusiveness is in the family or in your past that that shit's hard but
1: yeah other than their divorce like I yeah like the parents divorcing there was nothing really about their home life or anything that I ran across that talked about anything so
0: very strange yeah. yeah
1: something weird
0: Kids, they're creepy. Watch out for yours. Twins. (laughs) Right? Double the trouble. (laughs) Also, what was it? Oh, I finally listened to the episode of Well, That's Interesting Today that had the title I was kept seeing when I was skimming that was like, Baby Born with Her Own Set of Twins. And I was like, How? Um, And like, it it kind of. uh, It's almost like, yeah, when, like, a twin gets absorbed into, like, the womb, but instead they, like, got absorbed into the fetus, and it's called, like, in fetus yeah, felicis. No, I don't know. That's the Harry Potter (laughs) fucking syrup, but, or potion. (laughs) But, yeah, it's, like, it's a thing that happens, and I'm like, that is very strange.
1: There was one that came up when I was, like, you know, creepy twins, and it It kept coming up. It was a guy, I think, in, like, India or something that had his twin, like, surgically surgically removed from, like, his stomach or, like, that kind of area on his gut. Basically just made him look like he was, like, four years pregnant. And, like... But it had, had, like, teeth, it had limbs, everything. It was so creepy. They showed pictures of, like, the x-rays that he had done of it. Yeah, no thanks.
0: This is why I listened to that. Well, that's interesting because it's weird ass, fucking, (laughs) gross science shit. Yeah,
1: no, I couldn't. The human body is creepy
0: enough. It can be hard sleep at night. Oh, it can be hard. Yeah, you can't listen to too much of it because then you're like the co-host going, "Ah, do I have that right now?" (laughs) Jeez, (laughs) yeah. It can make you a little paranoid for sure. But anyway, you might have swallowed your twin and you're just the more better for it. (laughs) You're just super powered. (laughs) God. Well, the one lady, um, it was probably on that show, too. She had her children and she was applying for some sort of, you know, child welfare benefit or whatever and or something like that and then it was weird because her kids dna as it came out didn't match her dna and that seemed really weird because she was like i remember birthing these people (laughs) and then like the like office of i don't know who it was whatever that she was applying for was like oh you're pregnant now we'll watch this one come out or something and then they like test it after she gives birth and they're like yeah, the DNA still doesn't match. It's like she had had a twin in the womb or something. Mm. Then however she'd absorbed it, it like ended up comprising all the DNA of her uterus. So all of her kids had her, not her DNA. It had her like
1: Weird. twin's I've,
0: DNA. She I had to get a maternity like test.
1: <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard about yeah. like that being... Like a twin related, but I've heard about like people's, like if you draw blood from their arm, it like won't show they're related. But if you draw like, like their like spinal fluid or whatever, it'll show that they're related. Like it's different. You can have like two sets Uh, of DNA in your body at the same time.
0: Yes, this was that. It's kind of a chimerism sort of situation. I guess it is a little different, but very interesting. (laughs) That was weird. So weird. Ugh. And we talked about the one where the doctor. You talked about the one with the doctor and the blood. Oh, yeah. that was fucked up. Um, well, you didn't cover it, but I don't. If anyone listened, we talked about it because it was a forensic files and it was fucked up case of I'm gonna put fake blood in ve- vial in my arm because I'm a doctor that's gonna fool the system. <laughs> like,
1: what he the did though. He technically did for, for five years. Yeah.
0: yeah. But they Ugh. figured it out. God, thank God for tenacious women. She wasn't going to let it go. Anyway, uh, <laughs> on that tangent, we'll be right back for another case. <laughs> <Yeah>. We're live. <laughs> We're back, baby. We're back. Back in back. Okay. I am coming at you with the story of the Ericans. Erican. Oh, my God. That's Pat's character's name in (laughs) D&D. Not the Erickson sisters, the Erickson sisters. So, I don't know, you said you probably didn't really know this one, but may have come across it when searching, so I'm kind of excited to tell you.
1: They, well, they did it on Wine and Crime, so I know it from that. Oh,
0: right, 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 right. Okay, yes, yes. <clears throat> yeah, it's kind of a an oddity, um, so I'm not surprised a few places have covered it, because it's like kind of a head-scratcher. Um, but yeah, if you haven't heard it, just buckle in, and if you have, uh, buckle in. <laughs> <Yes>. um <laughs> Oh... I didn't really mean that to be a pun, but you'll see. So (laughs) Ursula and Sabina Eriksson were born on November 3rd in 1967 in uh, Sweden. They grew up with their older sister, Mona, and their older brother, Bjorn. Love it. (laughs) Yeah. Not their baby brother, Bjorn. No baby Bjorn. (laughs) But they grew up in... um, Oh, uh, see, again, I like to say that I would look this up if I had, had time, but I didn't, because <laughs> I often don't. But it's like a place in Sweden, so Soon Varmland, or Sunne, maybe? Not too sure, sorry. Um, but yeah, it was like a pretty unremarkable childhood. There was no history of any, like, mental illness in the family or anything like that, hmm. so... Yeah. <laughs> pretty quiet um, but then we'll just fast forward to 2008 because we don't know very much about their childhood um, <laughs> yeah so on May 16th uh, at this point Sabina is living in a place called Mallow County Cork in Ireland which I just love the name County Cork <laughs> yeah it's so very Irish sounding. Yeah. Uh, Scottish names are fun too. Uh, of course, reading a book with a lot of Scottish names right now—big surprise. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I love the county Cork makes me think of wine bottles, I guess. <laughs>
1: yeah. So.
0: <laughs> um. Anyway, she <clears throat> is living there with like uh her husband and children. And her sister Ursula had been living in the US. Um, but she popped over the pond for a visit uh to see her sister Sabina in Ireland on around the 16th of May. Okay. So yeah, I'm just coming over for a little visit. All seems pretty nice and normal. Um she hadn't been there for about a day, however, when the two sisters then decided to take a day trip to Liverpool, England, for some reason. So they're leaving Ireland. Liverpudlians. Oh my God. That's such a fun name. Yeah. (laughs) For the inhabitants of Liverpool. I love Liverpool. I'm from Liverpool. Liverpool. (laughs) I. It makes me think of yeah, Ozzy or the Beatles or.
1: I always um, think of the Beatles.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's much more known for the Beatles. You're right. <laughs> Isn't that where Abbey Road is or whatever?
1: I think so. Yeah.
0: I can't remember. I've read books where people were big <laughs> Beatles fans. I'm like, I have not been to Liverpool. <laughs> I would love to go to Liverpool. Oh so cool oh yeah we really like the Beatles to... Cirque du Soleil show that was really fun yeah. in Vegas yeah
1: I I would want to walk along every road and then I would want to go um what's her name her her yeah, name yeah that chick's grave um <laughs> wait oh my princess god princess Diana no, no, from the Beatles no. song. It's like literally just a grave that they saw in. Oh, like...
0: Eleanor Rigby.
1: Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's just like a grave that they saw in like
0: a oh, cemetery. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay, okay. Yeah. So it's kind of like people go to. There's a graveyard in one of the. There's a grave in one of the Halifax graveyards that's J. Dawson, and so people flock mm-hmm. to it after Titanic because they didn't like didn't know if it was Jack Dawson. Oh. <laughs> But that one's, yeah, that one's not necessarily based off the character. No, no. It's true, though. Um, Okay, so they're going off to Liverpool from Ireland. They may have taken a ferry, but it's unconfirmed. Um, Nobody went with them, and we don't get a lot of information from them after the fact, we'll say. Yeah. Yeah. So they arrived in Liverpool around 8.30 the next day on the 17th of May. Um, And shortly after arriving there, they stopped into the St. Anne or St. Anne Street. I saw it a couple ways. I don't know. St. Anne (laughs) police station. And for reasons that are quite unknown, um, they kind of made like a complaint or a comment... Uh, that sabina was concerned concerned about her children's welfare so okay the ones we're back home with the husband that they had like literally j- just left a day ago and <gasps> were apparently fine when they left I guess
1: my husband's incompetent he can't keep her children alive <laughs> Now
0: that I could believe it's a, that person that's a bit of a control freak, and they, if I, you know, I'm just, I'll just do it myself. Yeah. <laughs> like we just watched, we we're um watch rewatching a lot of that '70s show lately. Hmm. I don't know. I think I told you because you know that '90s show is coming, and we we just love that show, and and now Rain's starting to get the jokes too. So, <laughs> but um, they're gonna get married, Eric and Donna, but then she's trying to make him pick out everything for the wedding and he like doesn't want to do it and then his dad's like just act incompetent like you want to hear those sweet words I'll just do it myself he's like I once tried to pick out a couch that had dragons on it for your mother (laughs) (laughs) she's perfect yeah that's what that made me think of (laughs) amazing um yeah, and the only thing that could even like possibly explain—I don't know—I guess any unhappiness was some report said she may have argued with her husband the night before, but it's okay. not a big reason.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Concerned about the welfare of her children. Okay,
0: it's bizarre.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: A lot of this is bizarre um so they end up in london oh sorry a possible argument the police there contacted officers in dublin and promised to follow up later now from liverpool they end up in london but how they got there um kind of like the previous leg of the trip is a little bit odd they probably boarded a bus well we know they boarded a bus because the bus driver remembers telling them to leave the bus after they were hmm. acting suspicious and, like, holding on to their bags and clutching them to their chest and not letting them be searched or put into the baggage compartment. Okay. So, yeah, they were acting weird and stuff like that. And, you know, people are have to be suspicious of bombs and stuff. So, like, he had to yeah. kick them off the bus.
1: Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah.
0: yeah, so they get kicked off at, like, a, a service station. Like, so, yeah, I assume, like, a big truck stop i guess we'd probably call it here but like um i think it's called keel service station um they told cops after that they weren't feeling well and that's why they had to get off the bus but you know sure (laughs) sure jane (laughs) yeah oh yeah he said they were acting suspicious oh god and i actually did (laughs) i just remembered i mentioned in my notes that like yeah think about things that happen on buses that are scary like one that we might never cover that it was the greyhound bus murder in canada that was where the guy got literally beheaded and was extremely violent um yeah
1: i've heard that covered (laughs) on a couple things
0: yeah i mean i don't want to sound disrespectful so the like he did the victim had a name that was the death of tim mclean and it was near portage la prairie manitoba but yeah it's a really (laughs) gruesome very very bad one so yeah i don't know we might not (laughs) do that one um so they get let off the service station and they're continuing to act strangely which causes the manager of the service station place to call the police um to Hmm. come there and check on them Yeah. So the police, yeah, they're like, okay, you're being weird. (laughs) Police arrive and speak to them, and they just kind of find them pretty calm and not super aggressive. So there's not really much that they find as a threat. Okay. And I think it was said that nothing was found in their purses and stuff. So I, I don't know if they searched them here, but they didn't have anything on them or anything.
1: Yeah that's good i mean at least you know they don't have weapons and,
0: and stealing yeah. things or whatever they're just
1: acting a little weird
0: yeah because i don't know <sighs> anyway <laughs> i was don't know what the guy had on the bus i can't remember i think there might have been a sword involved or something wasn't there i don't know he got me I a, somehow i think it was a machete well it had to be something big enough to take yeah. a head off so that would make sense because that would be easier to hide than a sword <laughs> <laughs> yeah um anyway i don't mean to make light um so yeah they just they're left under their, to their own devices because they seem calm and coherent so the police leave and then they start making their way away from the service station on foot and on. they make their way toward the highway well, we call it a highway. They called it in most things like a carriageway or a motorway because it was in the UK. <laughs>
1: oh, yes. A carriageway like,
0: where know. you
1: filled with horses. Like fuck
0: I was God. like, isn't that quaint? It's not still the 1600s. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. I love you. <laughs> I love all our British listeners. You know I love Scotland. <laughs> anyway, this is in England, but... They begin to walk down the middle of the road or as they called it in the one article, the central reservation of the M6 which I guess the M6 was the road but the central reservation is the space behind between the divided lanes of the highway I guess. so. Mm,
1: okay, yeah.
0: Less of a median and more of maybe the whatever. We call it here a median or the divided highway or whatever. Um... So then they appear to try and cross the road, and cars are like swerving and honking and doing everything they can to try and avoid this deadly yeah. surprise game of Frogger. Cheese.
1: <laughs> yeah. Which I
0: love Frogger, by the way, but.
1: <laughs> Be very, very dangerous.
0: It's so scary.
1: Yeah. Don't fuck around on highways, please.
0: Right. And. Yeah, it's it's obvious like you could easily kill yourself, like it's yeah. uh it's a deadly game they're playing for sure. The police are called and especially when one of them is actually finally grazed by a vehicle, which is inevitable at this point.
1: Yeah, lucky you weren't like full on
0: hit and killed. Right. And there. Killed, exactly. Um this First car that grazed them, I believe, was a red Leon, Seat Leon. I don't know. It had a really weird name. It's just spelled like Seat Leon. Mm. <laughs> I was not familiar with the the car making model. Yeah, I don't know. Europe. Just a European <laughs> vehicle. This is coming from a girl who wanted to buy a car called an Outlander just because it's called after my favorite book series. <laughs> Shut Up, yours is just named after what a place. No, <laughs> a Tucson, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I guess.
1: <laughs> I, ca- I call it the Tucson. The Tucson,
0: okay. The but tuxin. ironically, that's where the uh, author of Outlander is from, like Arizona. <laughs> yeah. It all comes circling back, baby. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. I'm the worst. I'm especially bad because I'm now reading what Pat got me, which was it's a book written all about it's a Scot- Scottish almanac written all about the different traditions and stuff by two of the actors from Outlander. <laughs> oh Jesus. <Anyway>. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's really good though. <laughs> Learning all about the circles of stones there. <laughs> Okay, so now highway officers are on their way to the scene, along with officers from the Central Motorway Police Group. It's like a bunch of different cops are coming, <clears throat> including and uh, not li- limited to the group of cameramen from the TV show that they also film there called Traffic Cops. <laughs>
1: Glad to know they didn't just have that in the U.S.
0: Right? We have cops. Yeah, bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, I believe it's one of the like traffic cops people who are like kind of the first ones on the scene. So some of them are talking to the sisters who actually seem pretty reasonable and calm right now. So they're just Mm -hmm. like having a smoke and a chat. Uh, It said that Sabina was wearing a yellow visor that read Time to Believe. Don't know if that's significant. (laughs) Sounds fun. I know. It's like, I want to believe like Fox Mulder's poster. (laughs) Um, And just as the other groups of officers were arriving on the scene, Ursula just all of a sudden darts into the road. So... The officer closest to her actually reaches for her, but only manages to snatch her jacket, and it just comes off mm. of her. Okay, like she rips out of it to run directly into the side of a huge tractor trailer. Jesus, just mashes into that. Yeah, I'm gonna describe this part, but it is in one of the clips in that link I sent you so we can actually mm, yeah. watch not like watch watch like it's not like graphic but it's disturbing like you can yeah. see them talking to her and then her running towards the road and stuff so um, I'll just say this next part and then we can watch it if you want so smack she slams into the side of the truck trailer articulated lorry if you're in the UK um, like yeah, it's terrible. Like, you can hear the screech of the tires and, like, her shoes just kind of go flying into the air, into the next lane. Um, because this truck was going, like, it said 56 miles or 90 kilometers per hour.
1: God.
0: I mean, it's a highway. That makes sense. But, like, yeah, that's yeah. insane. And... Not even, like, a few minutes later, her sister Sabina dashed directly into oncoming traffic as well, where she was hit dead on by a Volkswagen Polo.
1: Jesus.
0: Yeah, her legs were crushed, and Sabina Sabina was unconscious for about 15 minutes, but escaped major injury. Wow. She's very lucky. Oh, my God. (laughs) So, So if you go to that link... (laughs) yeah um because one article ended up having two real good links to the little bit that appeared on like traffic cops or whatever yeah um yeah i had to watch it when i was doing the research and it's only a couple minutes but it, it was just like okay you're like you're you know it's everything i just described but it's just you know it's kind of disturbing to like watch it you know
1: trying to get to the part where they're
0: oh yeah it's at the bottom of the like article yeah i had to like it's like you read the whole article and then once you're scrolled all the way to the bottom then they have two links so it would just be the first one you'd want to
1: yeah i'm trying to load it but it's like not wanting to load very much
0: oh okay um it's weird for Tess to have, like, a video to show, which is why I was, like, yeah, you know, like, kind of excited that I got something to show to you, but it's... Yeah. Um... <laughs> Sorry. It's not
1: playing anymore. <laughs> I tried to jump ahead past, like, their intro thing, and
0: now it's, like, not... Oh, uh... yeah, there was... You're right, there was, like, maybe a minute of talking Um, I can read my next sentence well it's going an air ambulance was called to take Ursula to the nearest hospital because her legs were like you said kind of horribly crushed they said yeah, yeah so they had to like call for a medivac so she's down and so was Sabina who was um, unconscious for about 15 minutes after being hit head-on by the Volkswagen um, but then she, st- as soon as she started regaining consciousness after about 15 minutes she started getting very agitated and very aggressive yeah and she was spitting and clawing at the poor um, uh, officer the officer that was trying to hold her down he's in the video his name's officer Finlayson and he, she was, like, screaming at him and, like, fucking asshole! Like, just having a whole episode, like... Wow. Uh, I believe this is when she's, like, calling for police when, like, the, the police are all there already. So it's obvious she's very distraught and, like, something's not right. Um, she starts trying to get up at that point and they start telling her to try and stay put and, like, one of them just says to chill. <laughs> Which I thought, I don't know, but that part made me kind of laugh. It was like, just chill. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And as she comes around, she's, oh yeah, like I said, trying to get up, getting more aggressive. She was saying like, why are you filming me? Kind of thing. Like, why do you film me? Like, that was making her more upset Mm. and agitated. And then she punched one of the female officers in the face and took off again. (sighs) And she was screaming, why do you kill me? And at one point she screamed that they were going to steal your organs. What? I don't know. None of it made any sense. It was so disjointed. Did it load? (laughs) Yeah, it's just playing through. It's just really long. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's like a five minutes.
1: No, this one's 11 minutes long. And I
0: like can't jump ahead to anything or it doesn't. Uh, Yeah, I remember they were like talking at the first. This is Trevor. But then once they. Once they start to show them by the side of the road, then it should maybe get into the. The real stuff. It's shown like a couple little parts but do you have volume on it or did you just turn it down? I turned
1: it down because I couldn't hear it on you at the same time
0: oh it's do you you could turn it up it's like oh I was listening to it like what the fuck <laughs> It's
1: mostly just them talking right now it's oh. still them talking.
0: Uh, Cause for me, it's the parts where they like they get up again, and then they say something. And they're like, "Bloody hell!" And they like try to chase like start chase after them again. Uh. You're like, "Oh my god!" <laughs>
1: no, it just keeps like freezing. I don't
0: think it's gonna play. Okay. Um. Well, we'll try and Put it on the website. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, she's screaming obscenities and about getting the cops and people stealing her organs. Obviously, like, seeming quite paranoid and delusional at this point. Um, mm-hmm. But at that point, although it took six people, they were able to restrain her Jeez. at that point. Yeah, there was, like, two... I know two of the officers were, like female and then there was like at least two or three of the traffic cops that were male and then there was like also like a retired cop who i think was one of the motorists that happened to be like involved or she, at the scene or whatever because they had like a retired cop helping them like it took a bunch of people yeah she was like crazy strong <laughs> yeah um Then they handcuffed her and sedated her. (laughs) They were like, "We better just make sure," because they don't seem to like the only ones. The other one's only down because like her legs are broken. (laughs) She's still like agitated too. Um, (laughs) It's so crazy. They found pieces of um their shattered cell phones scattered around. It said several phones, and I was like, "Okay, is that like more than?" The two that they might have had, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> a number of cell phones. I think one article said. Which don't you hate that a number? <laughs> yeah, like, what oh, number? Just tell me. <laughs> um. So they are taken to hospital. Ursula is obviously taken to the urgent care, and then Sabina, who was alert, um, and and everything conscious, <laughs> was looked over. Um, but basically unharmed somehow. Yeah, oh my god. I don't know. <laughs> it's crazy. And they said she was even, like, quite, you know, in high spirits at this point. Like, quite joking and almost, like, flirty with the staff and officers <laughs> at this point. <laughs> All right, she then. Said, yeah, 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 yeah. She's got her mojo back. Um. <laughs> She said something like, in Sweden, we say that an accident rarely comes alone. Usually at least one more follows, maybe two. Creepy. But does that remind you of our suspicious episode? Like that the accidents come in threes and you should break two things in your house? Yeah. Apparently they really believe it. I don't know. I mean every it's like a thing around the world though. Like stuff coming in threes. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm just yeah. like that's so funny that it like came up again. Yeah. And I definitely wasn't looking for it. <laughs> um so she might have been kept overnight, but like Sabina wasn't kept very long at the hospital because she didn't have any severe injuries. Mm-hmm. But also Although some reports and articles said that at this point, a psych evaluation was done. A lot of other ones refuted that and there doesn't seem to be any evidence to support this. So, especially as we'll get to some other things, like I doubt that she was um, properly evaluated mentally. Um, Probably not. If you are,
1: if you're just in like an emergency room or, Standard yeah. hospital, they're typically
0: aren't equipped
1: to do like a psyche eval.
0: That's right. They get yes. people in, so they're and she's just there like for the one night in this case, and they didn't. Yeah. They didn't send her for further testing. It appears. Hmm. Um, so she pled guilty to charges for punching the officer and trespassing on a motorway, but was only given a day in jail um either served that day in jail or they counted the night in hospital it wasn't really clear to me oh really. weird she, yeah she wasn't held long
1: <laughs> no it sounds like she oh, got no. off scot-free like jesus
0: yeah but also without any help you yeah. know I wrote, they called, they called the whole Klish McLaver as done and let her go. <laughs> Scottish words. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no. It was all Foo Bird. Um, but they, okay, so now she's released from the hospital and she ends up wandering around the place the hospital was in, which is a place called Stoke-on-Trent. Lol. <laughs> And she was wearing her sister's green shirt and just carrying the possessions that the police had handed back to her. Like, you know, when they give you back your possessions after you've been, like, taken in or whatever. So she's just, like, carrying around a bag that has, like, a laptop, like, her sister's laptop, and about $1,000 in cash also. Okay. (laughs) You know, just released on her own recognition. Um... And she meets two guys walking down a street. They're walking a dog and she stops to chat and pet their dog. I wrote, one thing said stroke the dog, which makes me laugh because <laughs> the way the British say stroke your dog instead of pet your dog makes me giggle. <laughs> no. But anyway, she's mostly just like talking to them and she asks them if there's anywhere she can stay around there like a hotel or a bed and breakfast whatever. Um, the man with the dog says, well, there is, but like, you could just stay at my place. Um, he was a very kind man. His name was Glenn, Glenn head, 54. He was a paramedic and he was a former RAF airman. So he'd served in the military and the air force. (laughs) And he and his friend, Peter Malloy, they were out walking his dog that night. So he lived very close by. So they said, like, Peter remembers she seemed a little nervous, and she also made Peter a little nervous. Uh, But it was Glenn's house, his dog, his decision, and Peter was like, whatever, I just went along with it. (laughs) He's a nice guy, yeah. Um, so they got there and they hung out all evening, they had a pleasant time in general, um, other than. They said Sabina uh, was a little paranoid, seeming like looking frequently out the front window, like she was like waiting for someone. Weird. Yeah. (laughs) Um, She also apparently offered them both cigarettes, but then quickly snatched them back and said that they might be poisoned. So that was odd. (laughs) Um, The next day... and. Peter then left that evening because it wasn't his house. It was the friend. Oh, okay. Yeah, but then, so they're still there the next day. Um, she's still at Glenn's house. Uh, when he's making something to eat, it's the evening, 7.40 p.m. Then he went outside to ask his neighbor, Frank, for some tea bags. Which I'm like, oh, <laughs> he likes tea. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> And, oh, Frank had been out washing his car in, in the driveway, so he said, sure, but he promised to bring them by after he was done. But, however, before he could, just a few minutes later, Glenn staggered out of, back out of his house, and he was moaning that she stabbed me.
1: Jesus.
0: Yeah, so he allegedly used his very last breath to ask Frank to take care of his dog. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. Oh, he just loved his dog. And then Frank called the emergency line, uh, which was probably 999 or also 112 can be used in the UK. Mm, But by that time, Sabina had fled on foot. She was gone by the time police got there on the scene. Um she was spotted running by a passing driver named joshua grattage um and she was seen by him hitting herself periodically on the head with a hammer a little yeah, similarity totally. there yeah you kept saying hammer and i kept being like oh my god it's hammer time um and then, so Joshua jumped out of his car and he tried to take the hammer from her, but she then took something out of her pocket and smashed it into his head. Weird. God, crack my neck. It was a roof tile, which was heavy enough to temporarily stun him.
1: Oh my God. How'd she have that in her pocket?
0: Where did she pick that up? Yeah, How big strange. is this roof tile? Yeah, I know. I have questions. Um ugh, it is sad though. This one's so crazy. So she ran to a road uh with a bridge called Heron Cross Bridge, and well it sounds more like an overpass to me because she was able to there jump onto the road below the A fifty, whereupon she broke both her ankles and fractured her skull.
1: Oh my god.
0: But Holy somehow shit. survived. Talk. Sorry, I had to take a drink, I know. <laughs> she was arrested, like the paramedics eventually arrived there that um, the driver, Joshua, had called, I guess. Um, she was arrested on suspicion of murder while still in the University Hospital of North Staffordshire on the 9th of June. She was discharged two days later on September 11th and taken into custody. So they got her, and then Ursula, her sister, is still in the hospital recuperating also, but was able to leave later that month. Um, But because she didn't do anything, she didn't punch the cop, she didn't do anything but run into traffic, so she didn't get charged with anything. She went to Sweden for a while. Yeah, and then she just, like... Which she possibly stopped to visit family in Sweden and then she went back to the US where she had been living before this whole incident. So
1: And her sister, Sabina's she's the one that with the like family and husband and everything.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. and she's the one that just killed a guy, unfortunately. Wow. And their brother actually spoke out later and said something about like they thought that they were being chased by maniacs. So Drugs. Yeah. It's all I can think of is drugs. It seems so much like some sort of psychotic drug episode, yeah. Um but it's not really a spoiler to say, like we're at the end here that they like like Ursula was tested when she got to the hospital for the broken mm-hmm. legs and nothing was found in her system. And Sabina was never apparently tested at the hospital, just like she wasn't apparently given a psych evaluation. So, harder to say. Yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah, it's so weird.
0: So bizarre.
1: Never understood this one. All, All I can think of is, like... Yeah. Yeah, some sort of drug thing, especially with her giving them a cigarette and then... Like yeah. taking them away and saying they're oh they could be poisoned. Like maybe they were. Maybe there's
0: something It in Skews them. very like paranoid, almost paranoid schizophrenic to me. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like if they had no history of mental illness and I I know they're like still living and everything, so I don't wanna like super pry into now or what after, but I'm like, well there had to been some sort of conclusion to the mental health evaluation, you know what i mean? Like you would think that some sort how of... how old were they when this was going on? In their 30s. Oh, okay. They were born in f- 67. And so this is, was 2008. So yeah, they were Sixty-seven to two thousand seven would be what? Third? No. They were almost forty, maybe.
2: Yeah,
1: I okay. can't. Math yeah, that'd be now. past. Like, well, like, just like what? I guess, like regular schizophrenia, I think, and like bipolar and stuff is normally around twenty-five or something. Unless oh yeah, it's, like, and drug like, induced.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, and that's the way that it presents in both twins seemingly at once and that's why most people claim the very unexplained in my opinion shared psychosis or the folia adieu um yeah explanation which i have a little bit on but like it's not really that there's not a lot known about it <laughs> so but
1: i mean if they say like people can kind of Like, if it's in your genes, you could kind of flip just like that, like, in your psychotic break. It would make sense that twins would break at the same time if they're in the,
0: like, same situation together. Yeah, like, I feel like there's got to be some sort of, like, trigger event that Mm -hmm. would, you know, how, like, trauma causes some mental illness like super directly like um the what do they call it now not split personality but dissociative identity disorder they they will say that you'll usually like have a younger self because that's you know when the trauma happened and that's when you're like psyche breaks off or whatever like it's just so i don't know i find it fascinating but also very confusing clearly yeah (laughs) yeah um so, they did have a trial for Sabina in 2009. Um, it was delayed a little bit, so it took about a year. On the 2nd of September, she pled guilty to manslaughter with, quote, diminished responsibility. Yeah. So, yeah, they took definitely, you know, the mental health into consideration.
1: Yeah, something was going on.
0: Oh, yeah. And I don't know how it works there, but they were able to, she just met every question with no comment at trial and basically didn't say anything. Mm. And like both the prosecution and the defense were saying that she was insane at the time of the killing. So I guess they agreed on that. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. I mean, if
1: you have the video, you can't really say a sane person would probably be acting in that way
0: yes yeah. So you have evidence that they're very erratic and all that but then oh it's so frustrating because you're like well the cops had them at that time too Ugh. which i have a little bit more on that so they kind of say at trial they try to imply that she like forgive my language but caught the crazy from ursula her sister probably because ursula wasn't charged with anything so maybe they were like yeah it's her um i don't know but nottingham crown court gave her five years to be served at bronzewood bronzefields women's prison so Mm -hmm. like the judge took all this into consideration he they were lenient let's just say yeah um The detective superintendent, Dave Garrett, had this to say. The reason for the two events may never be truly known or understood, but the taking of Glenn's life was a violent and senseless act. Yeah. And yeah, that can't be disagreed with. (laughs) Um, Also, Glenn's brother was notably very unhappy with the results of the trial and loudly questioned the whole legal system. Rightfully so.
1: Yeah, I mean, five years is very light, even. Like, yeah, and... With diminished responsibility or whatever. Like, that
0: seems very light. I know. It's like manslaughter. I don't know, yeah. It's like when they get to use like some sort of insanity defense. It's like, it doesn't feel great. But you also know that they needed help. And nothing said that they went into... Okay, maybe one article said that they went into like a psych facility hospital versus an uh, or or that she went into a psych type facility versus a regular prison. So it's like mm. I don't even know what they did after. Yeah. Um but one more notable fact and which is the second video clip on the um <laughs> The website link that I sent you yeah. um, was footage that, that was uploaded after the fact actually on December 6 2012 this footage was anonymously uploaded to the web showing a previously unseen clip from the traffic cops film footage um,
2: yeah.
0: yeah so it was like why wasn't this shown with the original stuff <laughs>
1: just the stuff laying on the editing room floor yeah
0: i don't know if it does load this one's pretty short too but i'll describe a bit what it is uh if it was deliberately left out i think it's pretty damning evidence of negligence on the police's part but it was left out of the shows oh i guess there was two shows traffic cops and madness in the fast lane
2: (laughs) oh
0: but yes there's a little there's a clip and it's on the, the website there that I get, maybe we can put it in our whatever show notes website, but the two officers, one of whom was the one I mentioned that was helping to hold Sabine down and, mm-hmm. uh, and his supervisor, they were talking about what to do with the twins who were still behaving very radically and dangerously. And this is at the side of the road at the time. And, um, What is his name Finlayson or whatever said something about then this one goes over the bonnet of the car (laughs) sorry bonnet (laughs) but he's like (laughs) yeah he's telling his supervisor or whatever he's explaining the situation and then I believe it's the supervisor that answers and says something like is she under arrest at the moment and then he replies something like well it's 136 if she is To which his boss replied, she needs to be, if nothing else, for going on the motorway and for her own safety. And so what they're talking about is a 136, which is apparently a, quote, clause within the Mental Health Act that means that police can hold a person on account of their mental health, as well as having to give the detainee a mental health assessment. Yet it hmm. appears that they were never given the 136, nor nor were they assessed by a mental health professional when they initially got to the hospital, or before she was released. Yeah. I think we might have something here, too, like a 24-hour hold, a psychiatric hold, something like that. But they talked about it, and then it never happened
1: at least they talked about it sounds like the hospital dropped the ball on that not the cops at least
0: it could be yeah i have no idea like who has the upper hand jurisdiction responsibility to make sure that like she was kept and seen too i guess
1: yeah she should have been
0: seen like oh yeah for that, I don't think there's no question. You're right. Like, but yeah, they're
1: running through traffic. Like, it's so even crazy. if you saw even if you saw that as just being like suicidal, you could do like a mental health evaluation. Mm-hmm.
0: That's right. Yeah, A call- suicide watch. You put them on or whatever. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah it could have at least talked to a professional on like that well- side of it.
0: Like, yeah it's yeah. it really felt like they were like failed oh my god it scared me a little bit my dog scraped in the car <laughs> okay um yeah the judge ag- agreed that she had a low culpability went with the diminished responsibility defense mm-hmm. I guess yeah And she apparently served about, about, I say, 439 days before being released in 2011. Is that just over a year? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Like a year and some. What, three months?
0: Okay, yeah, because 356. Being released in 2011. Yeah, so she was released in 2011. And her whereabouts are now unknown. Um, no drugs were ever find in, found in either of their systems. I think I said mm-hmm. that. And that was all the details on their case. I just have a paragraph or two about the what they call folia de, or shared delusional disorder, is apparently a name it gets given now. Yeah. It's so, in my mind, like, not even a real thing, almost. It's like when they're like, women had melancholia. And you're like, well, actually, there's, like, depression and anxiety and all these, like, (laughs) much more nuanced things. Like, it's not just this blanket, oh, mob mentality. You know what I mean? Like, just, can't just explain it like that.
1: Yeah. My favorite example is that um, the... What the towns or whatever that were like? People were basically dancing themselves to death. The dancing plague—they call it
0: dancing plagues—like the 1500s. It makes no sense. It was like really people. They can't explain it. Really, still.
1: Well, so what they've basically said is that most of the places that it occurred in, there was like the The bread. Well, there was the right like climate and everything for like a certain fungus to have grown in like the wheat and everything like that that they were oh my god
0: that's what they say about the stupid fucking salem witch trials too they try and blame it on the goddamn bread mold that comes from the ergot or whatever yeah i feel like they blame everything on the goddamn bread mold well it's not satisfying to me uh oh
1: is to me like mold is extremely toxic and poisons very easily okay but then like why
0: would it only happen like so severely one time like you know what I mean like what's the catalyst that it was like if like it was one batch of moldy bread there and then like one batch of moldy bread in in Salem and that that made people it's just I don't know for me I'm like what (laughs) well it's more
1: like like a group of like, a specific harvest or whatever that, like, happens at a harvest and the people use that. And then when it's gone, it's gone.
0: Right? Yeah. I suppose some one thing could get infected with the mold. It just, to me, it seems like such a a catch-all, I guess, you know? It seems like mm-hmm. too much of an easy answer, but it's just me. Um, so... What they call folie a deux, they have a whatever medical, more scientific definition, so I'll try to explain it (laughs) or give a quote here so I don't, (laughs) you know, just sound so biased. But uh, it says that shared psychotic disorder or folie a deux is a rare disorder characterized by sharing a delusion among two or more people in a close relationship. The inducer, primary, who has a psychotic disorder with delusions, influences another non-psychotic individual, or more, induced secondary, based on a delusional belief. It is commonly seen among two individuals, but in rare cases can include larger groups. For example, it can occur in a family and is called folie a famille. (laughs) (laughs) Madness of the family. (laughs) Sounds much better in French, though, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, <laughs> a lot better.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I think this last name might be French too, so I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Jules Ballarger <laughs> was the first to report this condition in 1860. During the 19th century, psychiatrists in Europe suggested different names. In France, it has been called Folie Communique. communique Communicated Psychosis um, by Balagé. In German psychiatry, it was named... Oh god, I didn't look up the German. In die arts, er ericin. At me, Ressa. I know that's wrong. I'm sorry. My sister will come at me. Don't worry. No. (laughs) I didn't look up the correct pronunciation, but I love German. I'm sorry. Um, That was by Lemon and Charfeter, that's a fun last name. <laughs> yeah. And I just found a little bit of this interesting. Uh, in 1877, Le Cigues and Falret coined the term folie à deux. The French word folie à deux means madness shared by two. In the early 1940s, Graulnick, in his review of 103 cases of folie à deux, described four types of this disorder he defined it as a psychiatric entity characterized by the transfer of delusions from one person to one or several others who have a close association with the primarily affected person. Um, But I had never heard of the four types. So the four types are as follows. Folly imposé imposed psychosis described by Lassig and Falret in 1877 The delusions are transferred from an individual with psychosis to an individual without psychosis in an intimate relationship. The delusions in the induced individual soon disappear once the two are separated. So you can get out of that one. Maybe.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I feel like that's most often what they do and like separate it and the people get better. Yeah. And like all the cases yeah. I've heard, that's what's happened.
0: Like you're in a cult, you're being brainwashed, but you get away from them and then you're like, you start to come back to yourself. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then it says, Folly simultaneous psychosis. Described by Regis in 1880, both partners share the psychosis simultaneously. They both have risk factors, The that- through long social interactions that predispose them to develop this condition. There are reports of sharing genetic risk factors among siblings. Wow. about oh, be... twins! Yeah, that maybe <laughs> is the most applicable then! <laughs> yeah. Not gonna lie, I skim-read the, uh, the four types earlier, so I was just as surprised as you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then this one they mentioned folie communique communicated psychosis described by Mirandin de montiel in 1881 this type is similar to folly imposé, imposé, whatever however the delusion in the secondary partner occurs after a long period of resistance okay also the secondary partner will maintain the delusion even after the separation from their partner Okay, so it's not just simultaneously; it's like they're fully brainwashed. So even after they're gone, like a longer the other one,
2: yeah, yeah,
0: okay, they're more indoctrinated. (laughs) Yeah, and then finally, folly induite, induit, induit, maybe induced psychosis. Described by Lemon in 1885, in this type, new delusions are assumed by an individual with psychosis who is being influenced by another individual with psychosis. I mean, that sounds kind of like most of them, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> sure. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and on that bland note, that is my case.
1: <laughs> wow. Oh I remembered God. them running through traffic. I did not remember them murdering somebody. <gasps>
0: <gasps> In... Yeah. And honestly, yeah. yeah, you could read like 15 synopsis of the case and you get kind of the same details over and over again. So I had to try and yeah. kind of hunt for anything else. But I tried, you know, I try to yeah. get like the motive, you know, behind things. And I try to understand, but it's hard.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well. If anybody's got any updates or knows things, tell us. Send us a thing.
0: Yeah. Let I mean, us know. They seem to be doing okay now. From,
1: I'm that- sure they've probably changed their names and like.
0: Well, I had one note about the one of them, the one that lives in the U.S. now, Ursula. She like joined a church in her home state or something, but. Yeah, I think they're doing a little bit better. I hope but, they I mean, are. Yeah, I didn't I mean... want to stalk them too bad, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I hope they're yeah. happier and healthier. Cause, oh, Because, yeah, totally. it's scary for them and other people what happened.
0: Yeah, and it's not like your guys were, like, it seemed like they were used to doing that. They were in the habit of doing that, your guys. Yeah these guys oh yeah like they were in and snapped. out of
1: prison like yeah, yeah. it was yeah. their whole lives
0: yeah <laughs> my sister made me do it my brother made me do it <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: this one it was like my brother murdered somebody too
0: I didn't even know I thought it was just
1: me like, oh, oh. Ha, ha ha how cute <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah guess everyone's in the family <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey bud what did you do oh, 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 oh cool no I don't know <laughs>
1: Right?
0: I've never bonded with my siblings over that. Thank God.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Over true crime
0: in general, sure.
1: (laughs) I would not support murder.
0: We are anti-murder. Hot take. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, oh my God. Next time, I forgot what we were doing because the next notes we were gonna work on was for patreon the
1: patreon yeah what <laughs> even is the next regular episode i don't it's even hostage
0: know. crimes
1: hostage crimes <laughs> yeah i <That's... laughs> i don't know what my case is gonna be yet i oh me
0: either. It's going to be about the Bruce Willis movie, Hostage. Wait, is that what it was called? <laughs> I can't remember now. He did one where like, a negotiator.
1: Oh. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do. I've seen too many hostage movies, bank robbery movies, and too many Netflix documentaries about, like, heists and hostage situations. Oh. So
0: I was going to say, yeah, it is one of those where, like, the main ones will probably have been covered yeah. at least once or twice before. You can't really avoid that, but yeah, it's not like we're doing another Ted Bundy up. You know what I mean? Like we're not doing a, something everyone's done 10,000 times over.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: We could do a Should little Stockholm fun. syndrome or whatever.
1: That's yeah, actually sometimes there's the,
0: those. Yeah, the original case where people coined the term Stockholm syndrome with the bank. Well mm-hmm. bank ho- hostages hostage is it's actually pretty interesting.
1: I don't know but... if I've looked into that one too much. Mm. I can't hear like bank heist without thinking about money heist from Netflix, and I just oh and
2: yeah,
1: then I yeah, ju- yeah. and then I'm just like I in every movie, I'm always rooting that. for the hot hostage like takers, and then I'm just like, <laughs> oh, then in money heist they go one step further and then they offer the bank employees are like if you got cuz instead of robbing the bank what they're doing is they're taking the un basically the rolls of money that haven't been printed yet and they're using those to print their own money so they're not taking oh, any money yeah. from the bank they're using those the unprinted bills they're to print their own counterfeit. money yeah well yeah basically so okay very sophisticated
0: counterfeit
1: yeah like using the bank's (laughs) own machinery but then they offer the employees (laughs) they offer the employees of the bank like money if they help them or like we will give you a certain Mm, percentage of what we leave with like six months from now and stuff if you help us like because they're in the bank for is it like Four or five days or something like they're in there for a long time. So like, if you help us okay. over these four or five days, like we will send you a whole bunch of money in six months,
0: and it's pretty I mean, that's awesome. Not totally dissimilar to what I remember from the actual Stockholm bank robbing incident. Yeah, but yeah, that was a different one because I love, I love heist show. movies, and you told me about it, and I don't remember if I really like got into that show or not I remember watching a few episodes yeah and I was like okay some of them are in love with each other there's drama going on and then like I just don't remember if I ever finished it yeah
1: I don't think so I probably would have told you yeah love it (laughs) okay well damn maybe I'll
0: give it another try
1: (laughs) do it there's what five parts now and then there's oh i haven't watched the like korean spin-off thing that they did that's basically the same thing but in korea it's like
0: well with the whole popularity of squid game i'm not surprised if they (laughs) gave that another shot
1: i think i watched the trailer and i was like oh it's not as like cool (laughs) um i don't know i just like didn't find it like as attention grabbing as it was like the characters and like yeah. everything was and i don't know in spanish <laughs> <laughs> and i love that uh. professor i love him <laughs>
0: a professor oh well, i yeah. don't remember right now the one that plans everything i think so I just the money heist show yeah oh okay yeah it's been so long it's been so long
1: it's been years
0: <laughs> it's been 84 years well <laughs> well we're glad to have you guys back since 84 years cuz we dropped our new episode today and mm-hmm. my my brother was like yay new episode on his review <laughs> and i was like yeah <laughs> anyway we love you all thank you for listening and we'll see you next week
1: Yes, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye (laughs) Bye-bye. This has been Castles and Cryptids. You can listen to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Breaker, Pocket Casts, and our YouTube channel. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Reddit. On our website, you can listen to all of our episodes as well as view pictures for each of our segments. Check out our Patreon page to view all of our tiers and become a Patreon supporter today to unlock monthly bonus episodes and behind-the-scenes content. We are working on an Ask Us Anything. You can submit questions by social media or by email at castlesencryptids at gmail.com. Do you have a spooky ghost story, a creepy cryptid sighting, or a thrilling true crime tale you would like to share and have us include in a future episode? Send us your listener story by social media or by email please include the name that you would like mentioned. Our music is by Kobe Fair. Our logo and artwork is by Antonio Garcia. Thanks for listening.